Yeah, yeah, yeah. How y'all doing, kids? Mike, check, check, check. Mike, 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 Mike. Yeah, yeah. How's everybody feeling? Yeah. Oh, this is special, man. Live Rap Radar Podcast, be Rap that? Radar Podcast live in L.A. Yeah. This is our first one in L.A., too. First one in L.A. Yeah. Yo, before we get started, man, definitely got to thank the good people at AEG, my guy Marcus, making this happen. Our tremendous partners at Rap Radar Podcast, Interval Presents. Yep. Always supporting. It's going to be an amazing night. But, you know, first and foremost, though, I want to make sure, you know, it's heavy in our hearts, the passing of... Um, a takeoff, take right? I'm not really a big moment of silence person, but I think it's very fitting in this case. You know, I definitely had a chance to document them a lot, and you know, actually, Quavo and Takeoff were the first episode we did yep. of this new run of the Rap Raider podcast. So let's give a quick moment of silence for Takeoff. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. So now, on a lighter fun note, times, man. Yeah, say something. Be that this pandemic, everything's been tough. But you know what? I've listened to a lot since things got crazy in this world. What's that? It was it was good until it wasn't. Yes, in 2020, it wasn't. <laughs> but I'm I'm on that blue water though, man. That blue water road. That blue road. 2022. I'm feeling that, man. That's my joint. So when me and B, I was trying to figure out who to have on the show for this special event, you know, this this creative is out here really making noise, um, and I'm honored that she's agreed to talk to us. And have this moment with her true fans out there. We got some true. We got some real fans Kalani here. fans here. Some real fans. Yeah, no industry stuff, man. No industry stuff, right, B? Yeah, no industry. You know, Kalani, she ain't no industry neither. She hasn't. She doesn't really do interviews. You know what I'm saying? She so don't even we- like interview people, man. So I'm scared, <laughs> but I'm gonna be nice. And I'm gonna smile. Word. I'm gonna try to ask intelligent questions, and I love the music. Don't get fucked up, Elliot. Nah, I won't. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. Make some noise. Kalani. Kalani. Hello. <laughs> hey. Make yourself comfortable. How you feeling, Kalani? I'm good. I'm nervous. Nervous? We're nervous I too. I haven't talked to people in a long time. <laughs> it's all good though, but it seems like you really relaxed. I saw you in Hawaii for the last week or so. Yeah, I had a show. I finished my North American tour there, so it was nice. Yes. So here's what I'm hearing about the North American tour, that it's phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. And, and um, yeah, I just think that like this, I mean, like, you, it's like I was saying earlier, like you've created kind of this great art during this tough time for everybody. It must feel very exciting to now be able to go outside and share this experience with your fans. Yeah, it was interesting to put out an album in like the thick of the pandemic and not be able to tour it mm-hmm. and then drop another album and have to figure out how to navigate you know, creating a tour out of two unplayed albums and then having a mixtape before that that was also unplayed. Mm. So now I'm like touring, trying to figure out how to play all this music I've never gotten to play before. But overall, it's been like a super top tier, incredible experience. My favorite tour probably ever so far. So. Wow. Yeah. So how, so how do you approach, how do you approach a live a tour? Like there's the battles over the set list. Like, what, like talk about that process of like how you hone in on what a Kalani show is going to look like right now. It was a K-Lani, super. Kalani. <laughs> so real ones in the my crowd. Bad. Kalani. My bad. <laughs> it's okay. My, my own grandfather calls me Kalani at this point. It's just, <laughs> we're just rocking. Um, it was, it was different. The tour show was a lot different than what we performed originally. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what we were rehearsing was longer. There was costume changes. There was set pieces. There was all these things that once we played, like, everybody kind of knows that tours, that kind of like the first week of a tour feels like the trial run. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like the first week is like, what did we, did we do this wrong? Is this too long? Do I have energy here? Where does the crowd lose energy? What do I fix? So a lot ended up changing, you know, throughout the tour. And I feel like we got a real understanding and like grip on what the show actually was by like halfway through. Mm. Um, but at first there was like, I just had too much music. I, I was going to so say, you got music. a lot of too. Abundance. Of <laughs> I was like, what do I play? Do I play you guys fave? Like you have to consider like the fan favorites, but also like that might also be all slow songs, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. then, then the show has to have energy and then I dance. And then there's things that like certain cities have their favorites and this song went up here. There's just like a lot of factors that you have to consider. But um, overall we narrowed it down to like a really solid show that kept energy throughout the entire time mm-hmm. and like didn't, you know, beat my ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there is a lot of, dan- there's a lot of high energy, a lot of dancing, a lot yeah, of movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, which is fun. And this is the first time you hired a creative team, right? Yeah, yeah, Because you said in the previous interview you just focused on singing your ass off at the shows, but this I time... I was like, as long as I sound good, I don't give a <laughs> fuck, you know? Um, but this is the first time that I wanted to make sure that I created a world for people to enter. Um, the visuals, the mm-hmm. costuming, the, the choice of dancers, the set list, the entire visuals have, like, a story that it walks through based on the song choices as well as, like the big like kabuki curtain thing that we have going on with like the shadows and the orchestra like it's all based on disney's fantasia mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite movies ever um so it's kind of like this trippy aspect but i realized very quickly in the first week of shows i was like really what my fans like for me is that it just feels like a big ass connection mm-hmm. that we're having yeah so i kind of shied away from being like overly theatrical and I was like let me just go out there and actually fuck with them because yeah. that's what they fuck with about me so that just became that very quickly what city surprised you the most like well it's lavish see but y'all didn't surprise me though San Diego didn't surprise me I was like I know this shit's gonna be turned I yeah. know that so it that didn't surprise me Hawaii was very quiet Ooh. it was up, so good, but I also like it's Hawaii like we're all chilling they just feel like everybody was chilling everybody was like I'm having a good time I was like yeah me too we was relaxed it was the end of it yeah. like I took a couple shots you know what I'm saying okay um, surprise me randomly like Connecticut. Connecticut. Peace, Connecticut. Peace Connecticut. And Indianapolis Ooh, okay. was loud as hell. I was like, all right, y'all, I didn't know this, which I was working with, but I like it here. But it had to be meaningful to perform at the Oracle Arena, your hometown. Oh, man, it was insane. It was absolutely insane. I Did you cry? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy, because I thought I was going to make it a long time without crying, but I bawled hysterically within the first time I had to open my mouth to talk. Um... <laughs> Not that I, I hate saying like I never thought I would play that place because that yeah. thought wasn't even in my mind. It's just that it didn't even register to me that I could, mm. that that would ever be an option. Like I never had huge expectations for my career and not in a self-doubting kind of way, but just like I was like, this shit's going to do what it does and I'm happy to be here and whatever happens, I'm stoked about, you know what I mean? And so every big thing that happens is like such a surprise to me because I didn't set out this like list of like, I have to do this for my career to be worth it. And so now that all these really cool things are happening, I'm just like, hmm. oh, this is crazy. Like, I have no idea what's going on here, but God bless. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you brought your daughter on the road too. I did, that was crazy. Was it true? <laughs> how's her room, family room? How's, how's the accommodations for her? 
Oh, it's just she's chill. She just <laughs> she's so chill. She has fun with everyone. She's so social. Like she loves all my friends. She has a million aunties and uncles. Like everyone mm. on the tour is like she walks into the room and she's like, all right, bye, mom. I'm going to play with so and so. And I'm like, I don't know where she is. And somebody's like, oh, she's over there with Emily. Yeah. She's over there with so and so. I'm like, OK, understood. Like right. everybody's such a tight knit family that like she's just she's just around who she considers family all day so yeah. it's like mm -hmm. not any really different than being home but you put it to work too because she made the album <laughs> she's my creative director <laughs> the creative director oh but you were saying how you have amazing conversations with her like she'll ask you like deep introspective questions like she says are you happy when time. you sing or something she yeah, said yeah right? she asked me if i'm happy when i sing she asked me if i could tell her about the universe i have like a voice memo where she's like i want to talk about the universe wow and i'm like girl what the <laughs> literally we're in hawaii the other day and she goes mommy the sun has so many secrets mm, whoa damn she a writer too whoa. i was like all right <laughs> but say it again whoa. i'm about to use that all right i'm like um i'm about to give you writing credits girl. i also saw that you, you said you took up surfing and got really into it and then you said it was before you went on tour, you said, I might start putting surfboards on top of the tour bus. I, they, were, they were in my tour bus. Like, imagine I'm sleeping on the bed on my tour bus, just praying my surfboard doesn't come, like, decapitate me. Because <laughs> it's, like, wedged in between my bed and the door to, like, the, the room on my bus. But, yeah, surfing changed my life. Um, I think having something that's completely unlike anything that you do, because I know a lot of us artists have side hobbies that are still some form of art. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think having something that I do that is not art related, that I can get good at without it having to be competitive. I'm never going to become a competitive surfer. I'm mm -hmm. never going to try to go pro. Like, I don't have to worry about anything like that. I have something to, like, get good at just for my own enjoyment. And, like, nobody in the water gives a fuck who I am or what I do. Mm, They're just mm -hmm. like, can you catch a wave or get the fuck out the way, you know? <laughs> so um, it's nice to have that little world where, like, it just doesn't matter. Like, this world doesn't matter at all. Does uh, photography give you that kind of outlet as well? Photography even has that strange, like, competitive, like, you're an artist. Why are you behind the camera type of thing? <laughs> I experienced mm -hmm. that in directing at times. I experienced mm -hmm. that in photography. Um I, st I do that for my own enjoyment, but this mm -hmm. is just like, I can't compare even surfing to anything in like the art space. Cause it's like a sport. Mm. And even then it's not like a sport that any of the competitors, like you go to a, like a surfing competition, everybody's good vibes. You know what I mean? Right. They're just like, honestly, we're just all stoked to be in the water anyways. <laughs> so it's, it's nice. That's awesome. Also nice, this album, man. Blue Water Road. Ooh. Thank you. One of the best of 2022. Thank you. Know, you. No doubt. You know, um, I read, you know, for your previous album, you were hanging out a lot with the designer Kirby from Pierre Morse, right? You said yeah. that you would run songs by him, right? Yeah. So for Blue Water Road, was anyone that you checked in with to, you know, make sure the songs are on point? Man, we made that album in like a, like three weeks. Wow. Like wow. Three weeks or four weeks. We had the songs in three weeks for sure. And then we were like finalizing them and doing new versions and like re-recording over the span of like maybe three, four months after that. Mm. Um, but it was, I was locked in with one person and a couple of my friends who write and people would come in and out to like add their things. But like, we were just kind of completely in our own world in a little studio in Malibu, mm. just like not thinking of anything else. I was there every single day from the beginning of the day till nighttime, just like locked in, having fun, being honest, talking to my friends. Um, so we were just running it by each other. We mm. created a little universe that allowed us to create an album that felt like its own little universe as well. So mm. 
That was nice. Right. What is that symbolism with the water represent to you, right? Because like you're from the Bay, really, which mm-hmm. is water, like, and blue water and mouth. Like, does that a source of inspiration for you? Yeah, it was funny. So I originally started the album, and it was really like a writing camp for what was supposed to be the deluxe of it was good until it wasn't. Yeah. And I made all this music, and then I went through a really large ceremony process in my spiritual practice, and I came back, and I just didn't relate to any of the just any of the emotion of the last album like mm, it was good mm. until it wasn't was very publicly in a chaotic time of my life um obviously the album is telling all the stories and things like that mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> go listen to it um so when i came back from you know going through a really hard cleansing and a reset i was like i don't know who that is anymore i'm gonna put that away and whatever i need to make next needs to honor you know this new space that i'm in and I was very inspired. And so we kept like one or two songs mm-hmm. from that writing camp that still felt like I could, you know, they made sense to me because ultimately my music feels like, for me, it's like a journal. Mm-hmm. Um, you can literally go through every single one of my albums and like know exactly where I was at, who I was talking about, who I was singing to, <laughs> what was going on, their name yeah. might be in there. Like, it's for me. Yeah. I'm glad you guys enjoy it, <laughs> but it's for me. Yeah. Um, so I, I I just really wanted to make sure that I captured exactly where I was at with it. And so, yeah, the symbolism of the water is just important to me in my religious space. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I think it's a very relatable cleansing mm. energy for pretty much everyone in every religion and spiritual practice everywhere. The, one of the biggest, you know, tools and components is water. One of the biggest deities represented across the board is in water, whether it's a river, whether it's an ocean, just a body of water in general. Um, And just that's where I was at with it. And I wanted to kind of like embody or like capture this place in my mind that I was Mm -hmm. when I made it. So I wanted to give it a location. And it also happened to be the name of the street Mm -hmm. where we started the album. Um, We had got this house. We put a bunch of producers in it in all these different rooms, and I would just float around and just like make a song, make a song. (laughs) Um, And then the studio we ended up renting to finish the album was down the street from Blue Water Road. And I made a joke one day, like, this just sounds like Blue Water Road. And they were like, keep it. Keep it. And then, like, we we didn't call anything else ever. It just stuck (laughs) after that. So I like when things happen organically. Absolutely. Like, the previous project, uh, it was good until it wasn't released during COVID. Do you feel like that got the proper attention that it deserved? It's crazy because that was like my biggest album ever. Yeah, yeah. Mitch, um, that's a fan favorite. I love that album. I think, am I lying? Am I wrong? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> like somebody in here knows the stats I don't pay attention to. Um, it was my most successful album and it was during the thick of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was also an album where I feel like I learned just major independence in my creative space. Mm-hmm. We finished the album. We couldn't put it out at the time because, you know, the label wanted to support me. And I was like, man, I'm just going to take some matters into my own hands, I think, and I'm going to make my own music videos. And I got drunk one night and made a video in my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) And it started going up, and everybody was like, you could just do that again if you want. (laughs) And I was like, well, get me some equipment, and we can talk about it. And I'll get on YouTube and learn how to work the programs. And so I did, and we made all these projects, and it did the best that they've done. And it just, it was a huge lesson for me, and just like, you can't wait on anything 
yeah. to press your go button. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just locked in with all the people around me and pressed the go button. And that's also because it did so well, I didn't feel like I had so much pressure with the next one because mm -hmm. okay. it came so fast. Yeah, yeah. This was, so, in my opinion, this was a super quick back-to-back -back album type of situation. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And so I just was like, whatever I make next, like I can just have fun and just do what I want to do. But sometimes you know? people challenge that though, like to make like a happier record or be in a better space. Like, you know, there was always the battle. Oh, a lot of people hated it. Yeah. Mm. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people were like, man, we love when you're depressed. <laughs> yeah. We love when you get cheated on. Oh, we love man, no. We love when you go through drama because the music's gonna be people act when I get into a happy relationship publicly, my <laughs> comments be like, nah, break her heart so she can make some fire <laughs> oh, shit. Oh man. So she could drop that shit on SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man. oh man. <laughs> Low-key do it, but. <laughs> You're like, fuck that, here's the Melt video. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. Um, but I. It's like they did it with Mary, like the Mary My Life, and do you want Mary My every, Life or Mary Just Fine? Every artist you know? who makes yeah. like honest, yeah. like very honest, true to exactly what they're going through, yep. very publicly open, unafraid of like what they're going through stuff. Yeah, we love it, but like also, Go to therapy <laughs> and like be okay and like call your mom, you know, like yeah. be okay before that. But like, it, you know, it's art and that's what it is. Or you so. can make a record like my favorite off the album, Shoot an Interlude. Shoot it. That's your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> Good taste. Good taste though. Those are some bars in there. There's some bars. Yeah, you got bars. What's up with that? Are those <laughs> real? <laughs> but, but, but to your point with Shooters Interlude, those real questions that you're confronted with on Shooters Interlude? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I think every single one of those lines has been something I've heard at some point. I've been, I've been doing this since I was 13 years old. So I've been hearing things for a long time. Mm. Um, my first mixtape dropped when I was 19, I'm 27. You can imagine <laughs> like yeah. the amount of shit <laughs> that has been said to me. Um, How many Ubers <laughs> have you paid for? Oh, what? <laughs> Uber should cut me a damn deal. <laughs> My business managers had to sit me down and be like, you can't give your Uber to your family members anymore. We're deleting it off of your phone. Right. <laughs> I don't have Uber no more. I don't have Postmates. I don't have <laughs> Cash App. Someone else has it for me. And whenever I'd be like, hey, can you send my auntie this? Because she need someone else has to do it because I'm irresponsible. Oh, man. But the other interlude, everything interlude, that's kind of one of my favorites because it sounds like a score from a movie. Did you like attempt to put vocals on it at any point? I didn't. It was actually just the string arrangement from everything. Mm. And I think we kind of like got that inspiration from Velvet Rope. Mm. I feel like she had taken mm -hmm. instrument parts and put them in other places of the album and then like continued them in other places. And I, I really liked that. Um, and my producer is also just a genius and mm. he wanted to showcase parts of his self also that people mm. didn't know about him, like his really insane score ability and his knowledge of like classical instruments and his knowledge of like just music that people didn't expect him to make mm. because we had done Sweet Sexy Savage and he did a lot of It Was Good Until It Wasn't and he's done so much like really hardcore big pop and then mm -hmm. like really like, you know, R&B, R&B, so like him getting into this really cool like musical space, it was, it was cool to do with him, so that was his idea. Oh, that's dope. One of my mm. favorite joints is, uh, cause it feels like there's a lot of hip hop influence too on this project. Yeah. So like, Wish I Never, Sample, Slick Rick, Children's mm. Story. Mm. Yeah. I read that uh, Pop presented you the track, but you didn't like it initially? It wasn't because of the track. Oh, okay. it wasn't It wasn't because of the beat. It was because I just, I had had this idea of how like pretty the album was going and he plays me this song and I'm like, this is kind of turn. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, ultimately I didn't know where it fit. Mm -hmm. But 
upon and also it was it was challenging for me I feel like I have a really soft voice sometimes it's hard for me to get attitude to come out of it mm. like you don't know how many times I have to get myself to record I could be in there thinking I'm meaning everything I'm saying and it's still like ah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like oh shit I was in there like cussing somebody out See, I love that when you get into that bag. Yeah. I need to do a little bit more, huh? Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> but it felt organic too. It felt like it felt like you was on your in your hip hop bag. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was it was fun getting to like, you know, make nods to things I've gone through that people know and they could point it out, like, mm -hmm. haha, I've been there, I know what this is about. <laughs> and also just like have a little fun. I knew I would have fun dancing to it. I yeah. knew like yeah. regardless of how like in a great peaceful space I'm in, I always have like the slick talk, like yeah, attitude yeah, part your of slick me talk that, game. Like, that's can't what go anywhere. Is. I'm from Oakland. You know me, so <laughs> yes. it was a. <laughs> I thought you said ten minutes. I was like, look, they rushing us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a fun one. Absolutely, and even a EPMD sample up at night with Justin Bieber mm -hmm. samples what you're saying. I love that joint as well. Like, what was he in in the video? He was busy. Oh, damn, Justin, Justin Bieber beat yeah, up. He was busy. <laughs> he was on tours, on a big tour. Uh, you're on a big tour too, though. Are we comparing it to Justin Bieber's <laughs> tour? What an honor. <laughs> He's doing like arena stadium things. You do with arenas too, man. See, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I did one, but thank you. <laughs> but let's talk about let's talk about the other amazing collaborations. You and Sid, you and Jesse Reyes, back mm -hmm. to back on mm -hmm. the album secret like. Get um, me started. They're just my actual friends who I think are amazing. And I'm really big on like working with people that I actually love in real life. Mm -hmm. And I think that those are two women that I've been so fortunate to like have had open up to me and like support me. Sid, I've been a fan of since I was in high school. Like I literally told, I had to tell Sid when I first met her, like I stood outside the war field in San Francisco mm. when I was in high school and stayed after waited by the Odd Future tour bus Wow! to meet you. Damn. And then when she came out, I couldn't even talk because I was just like. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that was a little gay, but now we're friends. <laughs> I promise it's not like that anymore. I'm grown, I'm over it. Um, and then Jesse is just like the sweetest mm. human being on the planet. Like what you see publicly is like exactly what you get. Mm. Like. She is that sweet, that passionate, that courageous, that joyful. Like, she's just a pleasure of a person. And it's super just rare to meet people who haven't been tainted by, like, all that they've been through in this industry or, like, all that they've had to fight through, all that they've had to work for. And she's just, like, still just as stoked to be here as she was in the beginning. And mm -hmm. I'm just, like, please keep that energy forever because it's easy to let it go away. So Yeah, with that song, it's almost hard to know who's who because it sounds like you guys are blended together. Or more than I we should. We were like playing with each other. That's why. Like, there was funny. We were like just cracking jokes off. Yeah. Like, like, oh, whoa! Pause. <laughs> Sister vibes, majorly. <laughs> that is a straight. Um, straight. <laughs> that's a hetero. Identify. Thank you. Yeah. Identify. Um, but yeah, just it's she's like, good energy. Yeah, like when, in the record, it just sounds like you guys just. No pun. Well, the fun is she was singing about she was singing about a boy, and yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna take some of these and flip the words, and I'm just gonna sing about a girl. I'm just go gonna go back and forth, and I'm just gonna let them be confused. <laughs> yeah. Bisexual anthem, I guess. Right. <laughs> hey. Not me. Y'all be right. safe though. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm you ready. said it allowed you to write with writing perspective of 
being in love with a woman, it made you able to write deeper songs, deeper love yeah. songs, right? You I said mean, something I like you was went- falling in love deeper and shit. So the song started being able to be more real. I was like, oh, this is what this is what I was fake talking about all those years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but is it difficult to revisit songs that might be inspired by someone like a Melt? Um, no, mm. not really. Okay. It just takes some time. Mm. I mean, I'm a human, pro- I'm 27. Like, I know when I'm 35, I'm going to be looking back like, oh, I remember when I stopped performing that song. <laughs> but I think overall, it's like you make the choice as an artist when you decide to be honest mm. um, and bear your personal life or sing about your personal life. But as a person that does both, I'm always conscious of just being like, if I decided to open my life up in this way, I can still always protect myself as much as I want to just at the same time. Mm. I don't really owe anybody. You know, if I if this song hurts my feelings, I don't want to sing it. I'm not singing it. If this song, if I want to switch the words up to express how I really feel in that moment, I'm going to switch the words up. You know what I mean? But this, I'm just, I commit to being myself 100% um, through and through. Yeah. So, yeah. so even with like the video, it's like no regret. Like you were happy in the moment when you yeah, made it. Yeah, and it's no love lost either. There's no, there's no hurt feelings. There's mm-hmm. no uh, anger. There's no, you know, it's all love. It was just conflict of interest and in scheduling. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. I, the video, the video was great. I directed it, so I'm yeah. proud of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. you directed a lot of your videos too. Yeah, like. I edited that shit in my kitchen. Like, wow. I'm proud of it. <laughs> you threw me for a loop with anything because it's such a sweet song, and to hear you out in all black, in the hood. I well, thought. I like the I, I love a juxtaposition. Right. And I I also came up with that as a joke. <laughs> I was in the studio and I was like, this would be crazy if I shot this ballad video like a gangster rap video, <laughs> but then throw this random thing in each shot where it feels like this doesn't make any sense, like a ballerina at the kickback in the parking lot, yeah. or like, we all look like we're watching a game, but we're like watching another music video of mine, you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I just, they were like, that actually sounds fire. How do I support you in doing that? And I got, I got with my friends, had my friend who's like a more experienced director than me, and like paired up ideas and we shot it together and it was my favorite one off the project, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up? Can I talk about Any Given Sunday? It's like you took a page out of T-Pain's book. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever fallen in love with a stripper? Fallen in love? (laughs) (laughs) I think I thought I was in love a lot of times and I'm learning that I wasn't. (laughs) Um, Fallen in love? I definitely dated a stripper. We all have. Yeah, she <laughs> was a that? great time. She was so much fun. But there's so much drama that happens at the strip club that I just like was not privy to until I dated her. And I was like, oh, you got a lot going on. <laughs> it's always something like, girl, and then somebody tried to stab me and then this happened and this happened. I was like, I'm 21. <laughs> I can't come get you right now like, at yeah, three in the morning from the strip club. I don't like, have a license. Like, I don't, I can't support you properly. So shout out to her. We're friends. She's good time. What inspired that song? That's a, it's a fun vibe to it, though. Um, Fable wrote that song. I added mm. my little twist to it, but shout okay. out Fable. He's fucking incredible. Super amazing artist. He's just on tour right now. Maybe he just finished his tour going another one. If he's finished, yep. Thank you. <laughs> um, but that's my brother for real. And he played me this song, and I was like, how crazy would it be if I, as a woman, had a strip club anthem? Yeah. What did you say? You said... Where's, where's get, the line, line, Ellie, get the line, Ellie. Get the line. my line? Because you was talking that shit. The baddest bitch that's in the mirror wants to love somebody's daughter right. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> it is true. 
I do. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like that's what I'm saying about hip hop. You have those moments where you do that and like you almost do a bar too, and it's not like you're gonna do a, a full out rap and then you kind of pull back. Yeah, I like playing a little in between. That's why the whole R&B conversation is so funny. Yeah, <laughs> right? Because I'm like, I just be doing whatever I want. I'm glad you guys put it in a category, but I just do whatever I want. Yeah. Hope it sounds cool. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good, Little Story. Did the muse behind Little Story hear that song? I sent it to her first. Oh. I'm respectful sometimes. <laughs> Now, if I'm dropping it on SoundCloud, unmixed, unmastered, you're not hearing shit. <laughs> what was but, the response? Um, she loved it. I mean, I was reminiscing. I wasn't like in the thick of the little story feelings when I wrote Little Story. I just had I I had I had passed those feelings. Mm, okay. So I sent it like, look, just so you know, like I don't want you to be trying to puzzle pieces together when it comes out. This is about you. I'm not uh, opening a door. Right. I'm simply <laughs> sending this to you because you have also done the courteous thing of sending me things before they come out and are about me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's that's just what it was. Mm. I saw that you said Melt feels different than how you made it, right? Yeah. Are there any other songs that give that same feeling? Hmm. Hmm. I don't even remember what's on the album. You, you, the, you, the, the track list. The track track list? <laughs> well, they know it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't even remember anything, to be honest. How long ago was that? Uh, not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to make another one. That's why. Oh yeah, shit, where's that coming? Are you are you working on I one? I have not started. I've been on tour. And you, surfing. You did say like mentally you're like two albums from now. You always, know what I'm, I'm always. As soon as I drop it, I'm already like, man, the next one's gonna be. Mm. Yeah. Not three. I'm taking my sweet ass time with the next one. I'll tell you that. Um, but I really, I just want to figure out where what I want to do. Mm. You know, I think I just made this one based off a of feeling, and now I'm in like such a like dedicated to me and like my solo time and like my focus and my like growth and my development and just really being in my own, just me and my business, right. me and my world. That I need to take my time and like figure out what. I want anything to even sound like, let alone what I want to talk about. You have yeah. been flirting with the idea of you and Russ getting in the studio, putting a collab album out. I fucking love Russ. I think everything he's done is so freakishly amazing. Yeah, and I we think love that Russ. It's like, an, not, it's not unheard of, but it's uh, just a testament to what you can do when you just go hard for yourself. Mm -hmm. And he gave me a lot of advice, even though I like came out before him, which I remember was such a cool conversation where he was like, I came out this time, you came out this time, and then we kept doing this, and now I'm here and you're doing this, and it's like, we're we're like twins for real, or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, man, you're doing it way crazier than me. This mm. is insane. And I almost like didn't really even recognize how crazy what he was doing was until like it was unimaginable. And he's still so humble. Like he has his moments where he's like, I'm gonna tell y'all what the fuck is going on and what I do for <laughs> yeah, real, yeah. don't sleep. But his willingness to always big up other artists mm -hmm. and like give people yeah. advice and like he just extends himself so much and it's super appreciated. So y'all are gonna do an album? We're gonna do a bunch of music. Okay. We just, just music. we're just never in the same place at the mm -hmm. same yeah. time. We got really drunk in Vegas that one time and that's how that video yeah. came about. Yeah. They're talking about I was like, Yeah, we're gonna do a collab <laughs> album next morning. I was like, the tequila <laughs> was tequilaing for sure. But you seem very selective. I'm sure you get hip-hop artists reach out all the time probably trying to do something but yeah. you're super selective like you know you set a high standard you and cardi b with ring mm -hmm. well, it's classic album invasion of privacy like how did that song come together um 
they just played it for me and they were like, Cardi B wants you on this. And I was like, just a stand of Cardi on Instagram. Mm. Yeah. I was like, this bitch is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love funny people who are like super themselves. And it was just refreshing to see this like girl that could have been like my cousin mm. yeah. just being herself on the internet. And like people were like obsessed with her. And she was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm still me. And I was like, of course. And I think she had even like, I think maybe Bodak Yellow had just came out mm -hmm. um, by the time I got the song. And I was like, yeah, this shit's about to go up. But beyond it going up, like I just fuck with her as a person. Yeah. So I was super down. Mm -hmm. And then it did what it did and I was honored, so. And some of your favorite people are not necessarily celebrities. Like your neighbor Dot. Oh my God, Dot, shout out Dot. <laughs> you used to spend a lot of time with her, I right? I do be at Dot's So can house. you talk about who Dot is? Oh my God, this is hilarious. I can't wait to play her this. I haven't been going lately, so I'm acting a little fake right now. Um, Cause I haven't <laughs> been home, I've been on tour. Yeah. Um, But my neighbor Dot is this older woman. Mm -hmm. I was about to say grown ass woman, but she's, <laughs> she's, uh, she's a granny, I love Dot. Yes, and she does Wednesday night dinners at her house for my whole little neighborhood. Wow. And my first day moving there, like my other neighbor walks past me with a casserole and she's like, hi, new neighbor. And I'm like, what the fuck? This I'm isn't like, the watcher. I've only seen this in movies, dead ass. <laughs> I was like, y'all gonna kill me for sure. And she's like, I love your house. Da -da -da -da. I wanted to buy that one, but I got this one. I was like, okay, cute. She was like, come to Wednesday night dinner. We do it every Wednesday. I get there. I'm like the only young person in there. Everybody's mad old and like <laughs> talking about like how they all were hella liberal back in the day. And like they know I'm from the Bay. So like they want to talk about like politics and being radical and all type of shit. And I was like, wow, <laughs> I'll be here every Wednesday. So that's Dot. Shout out Dot. She's not here tonight, right? Yeah. No. Damn. I haven't, she's probably really mad at me. Oh, man. Because I have missed a lot of Wednesdays. A lot of my, her and Dot yeah, got I've beef. I've been gone. <laughs> not beef. Oh, no. Speaking of, the, speaking of the Bay, I married a woman from Oakland. Come on, real one. A real one. I that's know she'd be cutting you a new asshole. being married to a woman from Oakland, you guys, the pride you guys have being from Oakland mm -hmm. is another level. We're from Queens, we're very proud about that. Mm -hmm. But you guys but you guys take it to another level. You know, Oakland is, you know, the pride level, the creativity, like what is so special about that place? What is not special about that place? <laughs> Y'all see the people it breeds. Mm. First of all, Zendaya, me. Larry June. We got rappers out the ass that shifted cultural, like huge mm -hmm. cultural changes. We have political history out the ass. We have such a like different environment to where when I started growing up and touring and traveling, like I didn't even know that everywhere in the world wasn't like Oakland. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, everybody wasn't like liberal and queer and looks different and covered in tattoos and covered in, everybody's just, that's normal to me. I grew up going to Pride. I grew up with all my aunties and uncles looking like they could be someone else's aunties and uncles and fucking covered in tattoos. Like everybody was just different and having different views and different outlooks on life and being super like accepting and socially aware was just, just normal to me. And I didn't, I didn't know that that wasn't the case until I, you know, started traveling. Um, but that's special. Mm. Yeah. We have such a melting pot of culture, whether it's like actual differences in culture itself and also like different class cultures and different musical cultures and different historical cultures. And it's just, it's just an honor, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Cause you just don't, I mean, I could say the same for New York. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You don't realize that until you grow up and leave and you come back and yeah. you're like, oh shit, I'm lucky as hell. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
mm-hmm. I was exposed to all of it yeah. from the jump, and it was completely nothing registered that it was different. Yeah. So. You think that's where your strength from resilience comes from? Because like you said, you've been in this business since you was a teenager. Like you, we've seen this business eat people up, yeah. but you continue to evolve and get stronger. I mean, I think just watching all the women in my family uh, who are also Bay Area born and raised struggle through what they've struggled through and make it through what they've made it through and face everything that they faced, I just didn't feel like I had a choice to ever quit like that. You know what I mean? Um, I've had my moments for sure where I fell and I was like, I'm done. I quit. Mm. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't ever settle on that idea of just mm. like you know, it's not gonna ever get better. I guess. So yeah, I don't know. It's in me. I guess. <laughs> Definitely in you. Definitely in you. <laughs> town business, right? Town, the town. You also got a lot of other inspirations in you too. I read that you know vocally, you're always listening to Brandy. Oh yes. <laughs> and the as a, one and the only. <laughs> Mandy, hi. And as a writer, you're always listening to Indiari and Drake. Mm-hmm. So what about those artists that you draw inspiration from? Beyond that, I feel like all my inspirations are even a lot older. Mm. Um, I think I've just had moments in interviews where like I was asked and like those were yeah. the specific quotes. Um, but as far as Brandy goes, I think to be a singer in 2022, I mean... I've been in it for way longer than that. Yeah. But to be in my generation of music and not quote Brandy as who you look to vocally mm. is like, come on, harmonies, mm. runs. Mm. When it came to that shift that happened of like cool R&B, like I feel like Brandy was this like, not to say slept on, but I feel like it's... Not slept on. No, we can say yes. slept on. Like, fa- sure. fairly slept it on. It feels weird to say that it's almost niche to reference Brandy as your favorite, which shouldn't be the case. Mm, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, she shouldn't be the niche. She shouldn't be the... It's like, we're talking about one of the most innovative, like, vocalists mm. yeah, yeah. of all time. Like, just freaky, mind-blowing. Like, any genre she tried, she could sing and do because mm. her voice is like a freaky machine. Like, so I say that to say... Brandy Hive. Brandy Hive. <laughs> Do you feel like there's still enough, there's still pressure to have that sex symbol growth in your career in R&B? Pressure? No, I just sometimes feel sexier and sometimes I don't. So like <laughs> all of my moments where I've like gone sexy wasn't strategic. It was just like I felt sexy right now and sometimes I feel like a little teenage boy. So just deal with it when I come in here with my hoodie pulled up and my pants. <laughs> 50 times too big for me and I'm sitting like this that's just where I'm at with it um do I feel like that's the case in general sometimes yeah, yeah. I feel like sometimes there is a pressure for femmes in music to have to appeal in that way and I noticed a lot of shift when I came out mm-hmm. um of just like I knew what was gonna happen you know what I mean like I, I told everyone around me I was like look now, if I lose the male gaze, I don't give a fuck. That's what, that's what, if that's what you guys are going to beg me not to do, if you guys don't want me to be myself because I'm going to lose a part of my audience because they're listening to me singing about dick and <laughs> things like that, you know, then like, that's what it is. Um, but I knew that it was going to be a different route. Mm. And, um, I'm really grateful for those who kept rocking with me when you know I was singing about being really, really sprung and being mm-hmm. in love and like yeah. not being OD sexual and not being singing about men. Mm-hmm. Um, but across the board, I think that there is, you know, a pressure to do so. But that's just the world that we live in. That's mm-hmm. movies. That's TV. True. That's It's everything. Every sex yeah. is a part of all of it, and it's not a bad thing either. I don't hate it. You know what I mean? I'm a sexual person. I'm mm-hmm. a sexual being, and 
I appreciate all the sexy bitches that make sexy music. So <laughs> do you, girl. You know, I just don't like it when the pressure is applied to someone who that isn't natural for them. And I'm like, I don't yeah. feel like you want to do this. So don't mm. do it if you don't. You know, if you don't like it, you don't have to. But you can hear the diversity in your music because you have collaborations this year with Babyface <laughs> and Burner Boy. You know what I mean? It's not just rele relegated to that particular sound. Yeah, it's been sweet. I was so shocked Babyface wanted to make, like, a gay song with me. <laughs> not shocked at him because I didn't assume he was anti-anything. You know what I mean? I was just like, damn, this is like an old school dude who wants to, like, let me do my very new school me. Mm -hmm. On, like, his shit. He wanted, he mm -hmm. was like, I like when you get rappy. I was like, oh, shit. See, yeah. I like when she Baby gets rappy, what the hell? <laughs> he was like, yeah. And he's, he's, his studio process is so amazing. Like, he stops the music and he's like, so when you said. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, when, she, when you said she was getting too drunk, do you feel like that was embarrassing? <laughs> or was the emotion you were feeling more like? And I was like, yeah, I was really embarrassed. <laughs> it, was like, it was like he was talking me through my songwriting. It was great. I, I love it. it. Dope, dope. Now, you know, before we get out of here, I read that you have accomplished a lot, you know, from the tour and everything else you've done in life. Is there anything left on the bucket list? There's like unexpected things on the bucket list. Like mm. I want to spend a year in another country. I want to learn a language. I want to direct a film. Mm. I want to act more. I just did it for the first time and I'm excited. Right, got the L word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to have more kids. Ah, okay. I think at this point, my bucket list is very uh, life-based because I don't really set expectations in my music. Like I said, mm. that's why everything that happens I'm so excited about because I genuinely didn't expect it. And I don't really know if that's like anti-manifesting mm. or like I'm doing a really cool thing and I'm surprising myself, but like we'll see how that turns out for me. But yeah, I just, I just want to keep being a a better version of who I am as a person and let the art kind of follow that and not hyper-focus on like art, 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 art all mm, the time because yeah. I feel like that can just make you so crazy and all of this shit is a game anyways. Mm -hmm. And I just work really hard to like stay out of the matrix and I hate yeah. calling it that because that sounds so hype and <laughs> head-ass, but to just stay out of everything that I know isn't real because mm. mm. it can really, f I mean, I have so many people that I know that like, our everyday normal conversations have become about just like, man, I'm just not n number one on the hot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Like, they not fucking with me and they not understanding mm. that I'm the hottest. Da -da -da. And I'm like, bro, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't win a grant. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? I mean, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's, I'm not like, yeah. if I was ever to, when that happens, if it happens, you, you know, great. But to let that be the sole reason why you do what you do yeah. when really what matters is that person that walks up to you at the grocery store and is like, yo, you saved my life. Mm. That's what matters. Yeah. So as long as I always have that connection with people and they give me that, then I'm doing what I need to do. So. Right. And with the L word, how excited are you with that, man? Yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm, I got anxiety about that shit. It's um, nothing like who I am in real life, kind of. Said kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, just for that to be my first role and it, it had to take me so far to my comfort zone was just, it was a cool challenge. It was a fun challenge and everybody on set was so cool and everybody a part of the show was so cool and I was a huge fan. I don't really get starstruck by a lot of musicians so I get starstruck by actors. Mm -hmm. And I was like on set and I was like, bitch, <laughs> that's Tina, bitch. 
<laughs> I was like, I hate y'all on the show for real. <laughs> Don't want y'all to be together, but I love you. <laughs> so I was geeked up, and they just let me be geeked up. And, like, mm. you know, they were, like, talking to me about spoilers and explaining everything. And I was running through all my millions of theories and what Zodiac signs I thought their characters were <laughs> and shit. So it was cool. So it's going to be a reoccurring role, or is it? I'm on a few episodes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why they put me on a poster. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a billboard, bitch. <laughs> and you're on the Rap Radio Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this. Yes. It's been so fun. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Anytime, Kalani. Continue success. Kalani! Yeah. Yo, where's Elliot? Well, looks like I'm by myself. Yo, it's B-Dot. Hope you enjoyed listening to the Kalani episode. That was really fun doing it live in front of all of her fans. Hope you got a good listen out of that because we're taking a week off and we'll be back with Burner on the Rap Radar podcast. Happy holidays. Rap Radar is Interval Presents original production from Hyperhouse, produced by Laura Wasser. Hosts and producers, Elliot Wilson and Brian B-Dot Miller. From Interval Presents... Executive Producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Executive Producer, Paul Rosenberg. Editing and Sound Design by Mike Dorsey. Operations Lead, Sarah Yu. Business Development Lead, Sheffy Allen Swag. And Marketing Lead, Samara Still. Listen on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts.